Are you too scared to say you're loading up in your audacity because I, of the hilarious? I, I'm joke? not scared to say it. I just don't want to give you any sort of like softballs, you know. I don't want to give you softballs. Are you gonna bark all day? This is a tasty burger. I am just a figment of your imagination. Here's Johnny. You are a sad, strange little man. These guys were that. Don't fail me again. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Popcorn Bucket Podcast with Ben and Rob. This is a regular look at the wonderful world of films, film franchises, and film nonsense, and sometimes film television stuff. <laughs> yeah. This is a former. This is a format-free pick a mix episode in which we are, in which your hosts, Ben who remains and the Rob of mischief, are going to talk about the recently completed season two of Loki and Marvel in general, I guess. Yeah. Because you haven't heard enough of two white guys talking about why they think Marvel is the way it is. I mean, Ben thinks it's gone woke, but I don't think that. I, off mic, off <laughs> mic, he generally used the phrase, go woke, go broke, which, frankly, I was shocked, but... Well, look at the Marvel's box office numbers. Yeah, you've won, haven't you, Ben? But you're pleased about that. I have, I have. It's, it's a victory the rest of you for little me. Predators. <laughs> it's... I w- we were talking about Marvel off mic, but... I wasn't saying those things, <laughs> for the record. <laughs> no, there's a lot more swearing involved. No, it's just, it's kind of weird how the Marvels and the season finale of season two of Loki came out around the same time, because I think this season of Loki has pretty much been universally liked. Yes, I think so. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a weird time for the MCU, and they, they're coming up on a big break, really. Because because of the way strikes have worked and things like that, the next thing is Echo in January. Echo, great, that's great stuff. And then it's Deadpool in the summer. So there's like a big old time between Marvel things, which some people have said that you know that's what they wanted, and and you know Marvel should kind of pump the brakes a little bit on their, their output. But I don't know. I mean, have you found it overwhelming? All this stuff have you have you bought into the sort of are you feeling superhero fatigue? I don't think so because I don't tend to watch it if I'm not interested. I think. I mean, I did say after Endgame that it would have been nice if they sort of had a break. I think there is. I'm never. I don't think I'm ever wanting it now. See what I mean? Like really excited or when the next thing comes out because I don't think because there's not that much of a gap anymore. I I, I don't think. Um. I sort of have the probably the thirst for it, if I'm honest. I, I'm excited when something comes out, but it's not. It's not like I'm sort of counting the the months. Mm. Yeah, well, it's that's the thing. I mean, we're we're in we're in we're we're thirty films deep now. Thirty two, mm. thirty three films deep into the MCU, plus all the all the TV shows and everything. It's like, of course, it doesn't feel as special as it used to. Like, of course, people aren't feeling urgency to go and see these things, and I think. I think people were probably going to skip the Marvels anyway because I think a lot of people felt a little shortchanged by Captain Marvel because it was released. Was it between Infinity War and Endgame? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. so people were super hyped for Endgame and were told that you know this this is the character that's going to change the tide and and then you know I like the Captain Marvel movie but it, it's it's a bit scrappy it's a bit. I like Captain Marvel. I mean, it made over a billion. Yeah, I know, but that's the thing. It sort of had that sort of 
that pre-end game hype to it. And 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 it's a it I think it's a it's a it's a damn fine film, but I think it's it's weird. It carries itself weird. Yeah, I think that the situation we're in now, and especially Ms. Marvel being the least watched Marvel TV show, which is such a shame because I we both really enjoyed it, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ms. Marvel, brilliant. We, we did a we did a podcast episode on it, and mm, we did. And kind of going into that, and then obviously the the Brie Larson hate brigade uh, online, and you know they are a vo- vocal minority, but they are very very vocal. Unfortunately, it's just it it's a perfect storm of of all sorts of things, and it's a shame because I've seen the film now. It's, it, it's a shame that it's not it's not as much of a home run as you'd want to just silence the haters. It it's it's all right. It's it's not. Not certainly not the best the MCU has to offer, but it's not the worst either. And and could have done with something a little bit more, a bit much more betterer, uh, as uh, as as just a, a fuck you to all the chuds out there who who and 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 people who are sick of superhero movies in general, and they've been wanting the MCU to fail for ages now, and they've you know they've already had think pieces about how. Shang Chi didn't quite work, or the Eternals, and 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 it's like it's fucking suck my dick about Eternals. Eternals is great, not you specifically, Rob. I know you didn't like Eternals that much, but you should watch it again. Yeah, I have only seen it once. I think I've seen most of these only once, sort of the post Endgame ones. Uh, maybe that is because there's been so many of them. But it 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 is also strange that like a lot of these new characters haven't shown up again. I think that's their problem. I think it's the it's the it's the the problem that. Shang Chi doesn't feel part of anything. We've had Wong show up, and and, yeah. and Wong has been the sort of like linchpin between all of these things, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's popping up in all all sorts of places, but it's it hasn't had that sort of that feeling that that maybe Phase Two or Phase Three had, where anyone could show up in any movie. And, I, and it felt like it was building to something. Yes. Whereas this, I mean, nominally they've got the, I think it's Avengers: Kang Dynasty and then Avengers: Secret Wars, but that's it doesn't really feel. And they're still a long way off. And plus, who knows mm, with yes, Jonathan yeah. Majors now, you know? Well, yes, so yeah. so it's kind of like it, it's a it's a weird old time. I mean, it's a weird old time for movies anyway. I mean, we're yep. we're not in yeah, two thousand and eight yeah. anymore. You know, it, it's no. it's like. Yes, back in the day, Marvel could get away with with having a subpar superhero movie, and it would make tons of money because people were more invested in the brand than the actual superhero. But also now you've got the okay, the reviews aren't great. Fine, I wait for it to come out on Disney because which doesn't take that yeah. long for it to come out on Disney. Disney Plus has not helped matters at all because no. I've spoken to so many people who aren't against the idea of the Marvels, but they're just like, oh, I can't find the time to see it. I'll just check it on Disney Plus. And why wouldn't yeah. you at this point? Like it, yeah, it's yeah. like if you can't find the time to go to the cinema, and you don't have the that sort of like impetus, that ridiculous kind of oh, I need to see this, I need this in my eyeballs right now, and I can't wait. Wait two months, and it's on it's on Disney Plus. Sometimes even sooner than that. It's ridiculous. I think I think it depends on the film. I think they've, I think it's sort of changed the release window now. I think it's it's gone. It's longer now. I, think. Mm. I know Guardians Three so took think... it took a while to to get onto Disney mm. Plus. Yeah, yeah. But you know, but then then you look at things like Guardians Volume Three, which did very well at the box office, and and you know, so and I think I think the interconnectivity. 
being sort of lacking is one of the things. But I also think they haven't felt different enough. I think before you had, you know, you had Captain America, which was obviously the 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 kind of historic thing coming back into the thing. Then you had Thor, which was, you know, it was in space and it was all Viking shit. And Iron Man, he was kind of more science and technology based. And then seeing how they would all coexist and, and work together was, you know, how are they going to weave this together? But I think a lot of the sort of more recent things have not felt that different from each other, which is a problem because then it's just like, well, yeah, they can just fit into each other's story. Like I was, I remember being super excited to see how the Guardians and uh, and the Avengers would would kind of like, how are they going to share screen time? That's that's, hmm. that's and and you know, and, and they they answer that, but it's like now it's just like I want to see certain characters interact. And I got one of the interactions I wanted in this one, which is Ms. Marvel meeting Captain Marvel. Yeah. That was obviously the thing that I was like, oh, okay, well, I need to see that. But it, it's, yeah, I mean, do, do you agree that they don't feel different enough from each other? Um, I, I don't think so. Because I think, yeah, Guardians has its own style. I think Eternals was completely different to a lot of other things in, in the directorial style. Shang-Chi again was what was different i think mm. i mean black widow was was probably more of the same ant-man as well but and then thor again was its own thing i i i, I really liked uh, love and thunder i know a lot of people didn't but people really hate that movie yeah 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 but then with that i don't know how much of that is tied into people want the mcu to fail now and people don't like taika Waititi. yeah yeah well that's it and people were really down on Quantumania as well. I, I didn't mind Quantumania yeah. at all. I, I liked it. I liked a lot of it. I thought it was better than Atman and the Wasp. And then on the... Yes. Um, and then on the TV side, you've got um, She-Hulk, Ms. Marvel, uh, Loki, all very different things. Yes, I think... WandaVision, completely different. I think the TV stuff is actually... Apart from Secret Invasion, obviously Secret Invasion was, was a... Uh, not a good series. It had some. It had Fal- some good uh, stuff. Falcon and Winter Soldier was. Oh yeah, that was a good idea. Stretch out over too long, I think. Yes, but then how much that was rewritten because of the pandemic and. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, I think I think that and Secret Invasion are probably their only kind of real big missteps in the TV stuff. I've I've enjoyed yeah. all their TV stuff. The Ms. Marvel, I fucking loved. She Hulk, mm. I thought was brilliant. Yeah, and and and. Loki, Loki, both season one and now season two, uh, have been excellent. I've really, really enjoyed them. Yeah. And do you know what? I'm actually starting to come around to the idea that Echo actually might be kind of good. The trailer of that, I thought, looked very good. And also, it's more D'Onofrio Kingpin, which hmm. I'm down for any day of the week. The dude fucking rules. And a bit of uh, Daredevil, I think, isn't there? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's like yeah. I'm actually I I do think dumping it all in January though shows that they don't have too much faith in it. They have no yeah yeah, yeah like yeah. I I think I think that's a that's a kind of bad thing. But like I don't know. Maybe this is this is it now. Where where you know this is the first mature rated MA rated um, TV series that Disney have done. They've got like the Netflix shows on there, but the actually kind of producing. And is it Marvel Spotlight is the the thing where they're they're going to do the things that sort of branch off and and they're a bit more sort of uh, they can be a bit naughtier. 
Okay. So yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see about that. I I think I think the TV part is definitely in better shape than the movies right now. But that will change because I think I I genuinely think Deadpool three is it it's kind of outside of all that stuff, and people love Deadpool. And 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 now now they now Deadpool can play with all the toys. So I think I think people are going to be very very hyped for it, and I want a prediction. I think they might actually drop a trailer on Christmas Day like they did with the first one. That's my prediction. Okay. I I could be wrong, <laughs> but the fact that that you know it's in summer and they they might they might actually kind of just have it as a a, a Christmas trailer release it could work. But uh, but yeah, so Loki season two. Let's get into into it. So yeah, I watched this week by week. Uh, I couldn't really stop myself. Normally, I I tend to wait until uh, uh, I can. But then I started getting involved with the whole thing, and I was like, no, I can't wait. And I had a thing where it was every Friday morning, I'd have a bowl of cereal and I'd sit down and watch Loki. Yeah, oh. I know <laughs> the things you can do when you're unemployed. <laughs> But you know that was that was my little ritual. I'm I'm kind of annoyed that's gone now. But uh, so overall, Rob, what did you think? Uh, Maybe want a lot of spaghetti. Did it? It kind of put me off spaghetti a little bit. <laughs> it's good. It's it's stylish, very stylish. The sort of set design and and, and everything is like that sort of bureaucratic, time variance authority, like all, all that sort of, I guess, nineteen fifties future. Yeah, I, I, retro I really like. futurism. I think is yeah. the actual, yeah, I, I, yeah. I love the look of the TVA and and all the things. Like every everything is so well designed. Like the suit that they have to go out to the time loop yes, and everything. Yeah, yeah, the suit. Yeah. I, I, I imagine you're going to get a funk of that, aren't you? I don't know if they if they've done one. I'm sure they will. Yeah, uh, probably. And yes, probably Rob. And you can take that judgment out <laughs> of your voice when you like. <laughs> I'm just. I'm. You're not my mum. I. I know. I'm just. I'm just a a consumerist pig. Just feed me slop, and I'll slurp it all up gladly. What can I say? But yes, I probably will because it, it's it's a it's a cool it's a cool suit. And again, that sort of retro futurism that is in things like Fallout and things like that. I can't get enough of it. Yes. Yeah. For, yeah. Fallout. Yeah. That yeah. that sort of fifties idea of the future uh, is yeah, brilliant. I like um I like the new additions to the cast. I thought uh, Kihei Hwan's uh, uh Ouroboros or Obi was brilliant and X five I thought he was he was good. I thought some of the characters were a little underserved, Sylvie especially, considering that she was the main antagonist, more or less, of the previous series. She wasn't really she didn't really do much in this one apart from Shout at Loki. I I would work, agree actually. I think I think Sylvie was a little underserved in this series. I think she was she wasn't given too much to do other than being like a bitch a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah, she 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 showed up to be a fan spoiler. Yeah, Loki was going on an emotional arc and and she was kind of like an annoying fixed point and I understand that's the sort of point that he has to try and like convince her and try and get her to see the bigger picture, but yeah, it's then you start associating. Oh, the fun stops now because Sylvie showed up. You know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and her working in an eighties McDonald's and whatever and having her own life is nice. I I I love that and and it makes sense with the character that she's been 
you know pursued and 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 had to deal with so many apocalypses and whatever that she just wants a simple no hassle life just a just a but a life that she can call her own that yeah but if she if she hadn't been uh, pruned by the TVA uh, which is why she wants a normal life then she would have grown up as someone on Asgard, she would have grown up as, as the female Loki on Asgard, so she wouldn't have had a normal life. It's not that if it wasn't for them, she would have worked in a McDonald's. No, but I think I think it was it was the fact that she chose that life. That that was the thing that was important. She was in control of her own life rather than being destined or or you know being part of royalty or whatever. She that that life was hers. She forged that path for herself. I think was the. The thing but yes i do i do feel after after being so brilliant and complicated in the first series i i felt she was a little bit more one note in this which is a shame because um i love sylvie i think she's she's fantastic and what's the actor's name I've forgotten it um but while i'm doing that we can talk about how brilliant owen wilson is yes i mean he's the mvp of, of the series I think he's meant to be in Deadpool three, but I don't know. They're just saying everyone's in Deadpool three. Sophia Di Martino, and she's she is awesome. But uh, but I do feel that that Mobius and Owen Wilson, perfect perfect fit. It, you know the the first series, I was like, how has Owen Wilson not been in a Marvel thing before? Because he just well, I'm glad he waited for that. He yeah, he and he and he suits it so well. And I think the the Loki and Mobius stuff in this one builds on the cool stuff in the first series and um yeah mobius fucking rules and yeah and and uh ob fits in super well just it, it's like he's always been there which is fitting yes yeah 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 and i i i love these characters i want to see them again i really do i i hope that they appear again i think they'll appear again i don't think you're i don't think there's a loki series three no, 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 no. I don't think there's no, but that what I mean is I yes, I hope they appear in in movies and and maybe TV shows going forward, but no, there is there's pretty I'm pretty certain that there isn't going to be a season 3. Cuz I mean Loki season 1 ended with a announcement there was going to be a season 2. Whereas yes. whereas this does does not have that. Yeah, in fact, Sylvie and uh Renslayer, Ravona Renslayer I felt were underserved by this series. And and uh, B15. Yeah, maybe. Who'd, who'd been given more to do in the in the past one? Yeah, but it it's they do some really really cool stuff with the time slipping, and and Loki warning the TVA that that he who remains is going to take over and he's going to be all powerful and this is an incredibly dangerous thing and all that and yeah them them sort of going back in time and meeting Victor Timely because it has to be said Jonathan Majors fucking rules it, he's an amazing actor whether he's a piece of shit person yeah. or not it yeah. is is up for the courts to decide but he is brilliant and he's he's got such a, a unique screen presence and and he can he can do it all he's he's really lovable as Victor Timely i i think he's he's um his stuttering and everything is actually the way he overpronounces certain words as a way to get over the stuttering, it, it's not just your standard, oh, I'm an actor and I'm just going to stutter as as a thing. It's not like it's not like Professor Quirrell in Philosopher's Stone. I, 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 I don't like stuttering as a shortcut in 
films and television, though. It's just sort of a trope I, I, I kind of feel they should do without. But people stutter in real life. People stutter in real life, yes, and it's almost used as a... That they're nervous and, and whatever. And But then I suppose it... I, I've known a few people who have speech impediments or at least stutters, and, and they do tend to be a bit more reserved and a bit more... less open to talking. But it feels... But it feels like it's 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 used as a, a sort of a you know a, a, you wouldn't do it about another disability I don't think it almost feels like it's it's the one that's still okay to to sort of do I suppose I suppose but uh, I think he does a good job of actually being it being more legitimate stuttering than than your Hollywood stuttering because as I said the way he emphasizes certain words and everything is, is seems quite true to it. But it depends. It depends on um, whatever. But yeah, he's he is very very good, and he gets to show show off numerous things. Being being like a a a nervous but brilliant professor, and and then being he who remains, and you get to see him in the first series at the end. Spoilers, I guess. But you get more context this time. So when Loki sees him again, you, yeah, you understand more about what's going on. Yeah, they're sort of speaking as equals then, aren't they, him and Loki? Jonathan Majors has fucking charisma to burn. There's, there's just something, there's, there's, especially when him and Loki are talking in like the last episode of this season, there's some proper verbal sparring going on. They're trying to score points on each other almost. They're trying to kind of like, and it's, it's so good. Yeah, and whether they pivot away from Majors or not is, uh, Remains to be seen. Well, I think the way it's le- the way it's left at the end of the series is they can, and they don't really have to mention him again because it can just be because he said at the end they sort of say there's variants running around. But yeah, not to worry and, about and it. And that's that's the thing. And they mentioned the one in Quantumania as well. Yes, yeah, they said that he's been dealt with, which is strange because they there's that variety. I didn't read the variety article, but there was one saying that it's sort of there's like a leak that saying that because Marvel is now so reliant on Jonathan Majors that they were sort of in trouble, whatever they did with it, but that wasn't apparent having watched the episode. No, well, I, I think a lot of, and I don't want to come across as a blinded Marvel fanboy either, but I think a lot of the Variety article is kind of bullshit, uh, because of, yeah. because they, yeah, yeah, they yeah. were saying about Blade, and obviously Blade has been pretty much in development hell uh, since Mahershala Ali uh, said that he wanted to be Blade. Um, but then, then they had a whole thing. God knows who they were talking to, who their source was. But they were saying that the the script, like Blade, was the like the fourth lead, and it was actually a team full of women and whatever. And it's just like the the one of the head writers on on the thing who's now left the project, but was saying no, that was never the case. And you'd think, since Mahershala Ali went to Marvel and said, "I want to be Blade," and they would build it, why the fuck would they make him the fourth lead? That doesn't yeah. that doesn't make yeah, any yeah. sense. It seems like the source of story to rile up a certain subset of people who hate what Marvel's doing. Yeah, it was a weird hit piece, I think, actually. I mean, I'm I I don't doubt that some of it's true, and I think I think the stuff about Kevin Feige being spread too thin and everything, that's that seems legit to me. But their whole thing about like maybe pivoting away from Kang and going to, for Doctor Doom instead. Like that doesn't that doesn't track for me. I'd like, why would they? If as you said, it's so easy to 
recast him in theory obviously Jonathan yeah. Majors is a very interesting actor and you know it'll be it'll be tough to actually find someone but yeah they're Marvel they've got contacts and money to burn the variant thing sorts it all out that's one of the best things about this multiverse thing is that they can just sub anyone in and he can be the super he can be the Kang the Conqueror variant you know he can be he can be the dangerous one and it, it's I don't I don't know why they would then drastically say, oh, well, let's pivot to Doctor Doom instead, especially when they've still got Fantastic Four coming out, because Doctor Doom is a Fantastic Four villain. Yes. Predominantly. So, so yeah, it, it, yes, you can, you can see how basing a whole thing around Jonathan Majors and him being that sort of good and, and, and being able to, to kind of uh, give these, these sort of great performances, because, you know, you, you do get the full sort of gamut here, but oh, yeah, I I don't know why Marvel would sweat that. I it, it no because I mean they've weird. cast people before. And... Yeah, well, exactly, and yes, while while it seems weird that they've only you know Quantumania they just started to sort of bring the whole Kang threat to kind of whatever, and it, but yeah, they're early enough in the process that they could just go, oh well, you know, we we war machined him. Yeah. Um, it's it's really not that big a deal, so I don't know why they would want to pivot to Doctor Doom, which is surely one of one of the biggest sort of things that they they're yet to fire is is Doctor Doom. He's one of the iconic villains, and I I don't think you would you would do that, but I don't know, I don't know. I'm I I don't have any sources in Marvel. I'm not a fly on the wall, but uh, it, it it would seem weird to me that that would be. It it, it seemed like a strange hit piece. Uh, and as I said, some of the claims have been proven to be bullshit, so it's odd. But yeah, it it's Loki season two is actually kind of a very confident series. In fact, it it knew what it wanted to do. It 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 knew the tone it wanted to strike. It knew the kind of place where it wanted to leave the characters, and yeah, it I was loving this week after week. Genuinely, and 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 the the sort of time travel stuff, you know, I think you do have to justify time travel a little bit, you know, like so it's not just a kind of oh, and it fixes everything. And I think they did that really well. And certainly the 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 impending threat and the spaghettification of stuff hmm. that was a very cool effect. That was a good visual, definitely. I like whenever uh, Tom Hilton sort of falls over or gets back up or or or. Did that sort of glitching, which is almost like a physical thing of the Spider Verse glitching, wasn't it? Yeah. But um, I like I like his angry hair flick. Oh, he flicked his hair a lot <laughs> in, mm. in in this. But I think that was for the Tumblr fandom, if they still exist. They've moved to other things now. But have you? The time will tell. The soundtrack is brilliant in this. Uh, Natalie Holt. Uh, yeah. I have to say, I only I only really noticed it. Obviously, I really like the the main theme. The, the sort of creepy TikTok type, not TikTok, the yes, social platform, yeah. the, the the sort of the, the the element of time being in there and everything. Very, very cool. And I, I really like the letters becoming different and sort of glitching out and whatever. That's very cool. But the finale, I definitely, you know, obviously then a lot of that is just, just a musical montage type deal. And I was like, this is fucking fantastic. This is some really, really good stuff. So yeah, Natalie Holt, Fucking fantastic work on the on on the score. Um, the journalist vampire Mon Warman t- tweeted back in August um, that 
Daniel Pemberton's Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse score and Ludwig, Ludwig Goransson's Oppenheimer score um, are dueling for his favourite score of 2023. And he put a gif of the the bit in the Raid 2 where they sort of line up to fight in the, in the bathroom, in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. And they're sort of shuffling. And and then he, following Loki, he sort of retweeted it again with Natalie Holt's Loki Season 2 score entering this fight. And he, then he had the Hammer Girl from the Raid 2. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. It's just like it. It is a fantastic score, and I've I I haven't listened to it in isolation yet, um, because as I said, I was more concentrating on the story and stuff like that. But obviously, it comes to the forefront in the finale, and uh, I definitely want to give it a listen like on its own because it was it was very very good. Yeah, cool shit, and uh, yeah, it, I I just. I like it when comic books are weird. I think this was possibly less weird than the first series because the first series you you had like the end of time where you had alligator Loki and you had <laughs> yeah. kid Loki and, and Richard E. Grant yeah. as Loki. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And and, and I think because it was all new to to Loki, I think everything was baffling. Whereas this, it was all it was almost like mentally confusing rather than visually confusing. Uh, yeah, but like they spent a lot more time in the TVA itself, I think, in, in this time around. Yes, well, I think they only had like three TVA sets, so they had to make the most of them in <laughs> in the best way possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they definitely made the most of them. I, I like the nineteen nineteen seventies London, nineteen fifties London. The sort of the, the 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 back alleys when they're trying to they're tracing the the uh, the hunter defected to become a movie star. Brad Wolf. Yeah, mm. the star of a Zaniac. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That was that was really really cool, and uh, I love Mobius's little joke that he has. The knock knock, who's there? Brad. Brad who? That's showbiz. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> so fucking good. Owen Wilson. Oh my god, he just sells that so well because Owen Wilson's got that sort of like that breathy whisper to him anyway, and it it just it just works. It it's. Such a brilliant reading, and and a lot of Mobius's kind of like speeches and everything in this, I I absolutely loved. But I think everyone was, as I said, there were certain characters that were underserved. I did feel Renslayer was kind of left. I don't know what they're going to do. Is she just going to be? Because in the finale, she's sent to the same place that the first season ended with the Elias. Because well, she was she she was yeah because she was pruned, so she went there at the end. Yeah, so I assume she just got. I guess, yeah. That seemed like it just it was kind of done with her after a while. Well, it's different showrunners to to the first series, wasn't it? Mm. And I suppose you know she isn't. You know, she's obviously isn't the big bad that she was in the first one, or or the, that important character. But uh, still, it did feel like they just dropped her. I mean, I I hope she comes back. Yes. Yeah. 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 But, but this is the thing: yeah. it's comic book stuff. You know, and as I said, I like it when comic books are weird. And I think that's what this show does well, is that it takes a weird idea and it sort of weaves it into everything else. I like the fact that it has implications for where the future is going, and certainly they're building up the Kang thing. And I would imagine if Marvel were pivoting from Kang, they would do it with the release of this. They would probably, I don't know, not release the last episode or some shit, or cut out. Or at least reduce the the thing that there is a whole bunch of Kangs coming now. But there doesn't have to be because 
you know, Loki's restored the multiverse, you could have it that they just don't need to mention them again. Kang the Conqueror is a, is a really cool villain. And um, yeah, it's a shame if, if Jonathan Majors is a piece of shit. That's a damn shame. I think it was this this series especially, it felt like, yeah, Loki was the, the one trying to hold everything together. And obviously he has to sort of rebuild the team at one point because the loom exploded and they've all yes. been sort of like scattered. But I think, yeah, Loki's... And he finally has friends. Yeah, Loki's purpose has been friends and, and having friends. And I don't think he's ever had that. There's that bit where he's stuck in the sort of simulation with Sif, where he's got to apologise to her. That, yes. What is that in? That's Loki. Is it in the first season? First series, yeah. Yeah. That, that's that's their, their way of torturing him. Oh, yes, she, she, that's she right. She walks up and, that is and, right. and kicks him in the uh, in the crotch. Yeah. And doesn't doesn't she say, you'll always be alone? Yes. Like he's he's kind of fooled himself into thinking that that's he should always look out for number one. He should always be the the kind of thing. And I did have a horrible feeling that they were building up to him reverting to type in this one because he was getting close yes. to yeah. a a sort of like would he be Loki who remains? Would he be? Would he just have a final selfish evil grab for power? Would he see his opportunity and take it? But actually, they did something a lot smarter than I gave them credit for. Because this Loki is... He's a changed man. He's not hes not the evil Loki. You know, after he saw his, his MCU life sort of play out and whatever, you know, it did change him. And I think Sylvie, especially in the first series, you know, taught him that while she is a version of him, taught him that he can he can love outside of himself and and now him having friends and actually like fighting for them and and wanting it all to be together that's great stuff that's really good him doing the sort of ultimate sacrificial play at the end makes complete sense for him and it's a nice it's a nice way of doing it as i said i had a horrible feeling that he would just fuck people over just at the last minute you know, slip through a time door or whatever and give them the finger and, and you're just like, oh, Loki, come on, man, you're better than this. But maybe he isn't, you know, I, that's that's the whole thing. In fact, Brad Wolf says to him about, you're a bad guy, you can't change that. But the, the yes, his his sort of final act of, of defiance, but in a good way to save people, super badass. Yeah, I like his, his, that final walk as he's sort of grabbing all the vines and twisting them together. Yeah. It's nice that it goes from a like I guess a loom, which was he who remains his way of forcing everything into one timeline, to like a more organic tree. Yeah, to Idrisil. Yes, yeah, Echo, Echo and the tree from the, the links the nine realms. Because mm. I think that's the thing. The TV TVA is is outside of time, so if it exists, it's always existed. So I think I think him being being like the core of Idrisil and and doing that, then then that has always existed. So therefore, that's always been part of Asgard and whatever, you know. That it, yeah, it's and and him, yeah, him kind of taking the sort of wilting branches of time and making a cape out of them, fucking badass. Yes, that was cool. That that was like Doctor Strange with the 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 souls of the damned and using that as a cape. That's twice. Yeah, that's better. Oh, I don't know. Both of them are equally badass. I think. But yeah, I I like the fact that that's twice now we've seen characters make a cape out of something that you wouldn't normally make a cape out of. It's, it's great. It's <laughs> badass. And I love his look at the end. Just like the, the, the sewing, like the sewing bee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This does seem like the 
that there isn't going to be a season three of Loki. And to be honest, I wouldn't want them to be. I think they've they've left it in a good good place. Well, I think this could be Tom Hiddleston's exit if you wanted to be. I can't imagine they won't get him back for like Secret Wars and stuff because that's that's the big upending of the toy chest. I keep using that analogy, but yeah. that's that's what it is. It's all the action figures. Loki has been such an integral part of the MCU. It's interesting actually that he's he's been he's been bad. He's been a bad boy at times, but he's never been out and out evil. No, he was pretty. He was pretty fucking evil in Avengers, but most of the time he's been like just just an opportunist. This kind of version of Loki, this this kind of redemptive arc, it worked for me. As I said, I had a horrible feeling he was going to revert back to type, but the mm. fact that he actually did the sacrificial play is is cool, and uh, yeah, actually quite moving. And and the score definitely helps with that. Holy shit. That whole last last bit is is awesome. Some of the best stuff the MCU has done in quite a while. And oh yeah, I think visually as well. And it, apparently, this was one of the well, this was the first series they had that didn't have any uh, post production photography because they just basically knew what they were going to do from the from day one. Well, I think I think that's the key, isn't it? Or the mm. low key? Yeah, yeah, nice. Because uh, that was one of the things that the bullshit. Variety article said that that a lot of the the TV shows they didn't have like showrunners as a thing they just yes. put people, and and I think you need that sort of creative vision you need you need to have a plan where you're going with this shit of course you do because you know sort of building the tracks in front of you as as the trains chuffing along you it, it you're gonna miss shit it all kind of like it being planned out properly. And, you know, the, 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 the creators were saying that they always imagined Loki as like a two part type thing. Um, mm. I, and, and it, it seems that way. It does seem that way. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. It was entertaining throughout, but I, I really felt that the finale properly brought it together. It's, it's one of the better finales I've seen. Cause I really like the sort of time loop stuff. The fact that he's trying over and over and over again, yeah, he really got his frustration. It was also funny with the, you know, the, how long will it take me to learn physics as much as you? Centuries, and then the title card of centuries. Centuries later. Later. That's like a SpongeBob joke, isn't it? Yeah. It, you've seen SpongeBob SquarePants. Nope. Oh, for fuck's sake, Rob. I'm an adult. They have they have the, the, the French announcer, the, the Jacques Cousteau type, say two hours later. And people use that the, those sort of time jokes from SpongeBob all the time for different things. One eternity later, have you genuinely never seen an episode of SpongeBob SquarePants? I've never seen an episode of SpongeBob SquarePants because I'm an adult. That's that's bullshit reasoning, and you know it. <sighs> You've got to stop doing the awkward silence things. We've done that so often now, and I normally just have to cut it down because it's painful. Stop saying things that leave an awkward silence. Then it would stop being awkward and silent. Be better than I want to have to be. I am better. Are you though? I'm. I'm the best me I can be, which is damning when you think about it. Yeah. Any any specific things you want to call out? Any the inventive torch of a box getting squashed smaller and smaller. Yeah. Like somebody inside a box. That was box. that was surprisingly dark. dark. Yeah. Yeah. That was nasty. Yeah. No. It, it, it was. It was funny. The, the ending was. I thought. A downer, but in a good way. It was quite a solemn ending. Mm. But that was all. I, I wondered at the end if um, Sylvie and Morbius, Morbius, Mobius, 
Mobius, sorry, were going to go off together because basically she's a female Loki. Mm, they do have a bromance. I, I, like, mm. I like the bit where Loki time slips into his former self uh, when, he's, when he's being interrogated by Mobius at the start of season yes. one. And his his whole thing, his whole kind of speech to Mobius at that point is great. Their interplay is so fantastic, and yeah, that was that was the great strength of it. Like Loki and Mobius just sort of talking and and actually being pals and and going around eating, eating green pie, eating key lime. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, and exactly, and and that's the thing that you had you had such a great moment. I loved Mobius actually getting angry with Brad. Because he actually makes Mobius crack. Because you know Mobius is mostly chilled out, um, yes. and then them going to get pie afterwards. Just yeah, great. I like the fact that Mobius just wants key lime pie, and that seems to be the only pie that they serve in those sort of like automatic diner things. I've always wanted to go to one of those. They do exist. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure in the UK. No, no. I think it's more of an uh, Americana retro futurist type deal but yeah they have them in fallout the game i know that much and sometimes you can if you i know that there's one bit where there's like a perfectly preserved piece of pie underneath one of the sort of glass dome things and uh you can hit the mechanism and uh it it will kind of like go up a little bit and jam and then go back down but if your luck is high enough uh you can actually get that piece of pie out from under the thing just one of the weird things in Fallout. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why that came to mind, really, other than pie and automatic diners. But yeah, uh, it's some. This is this is some of the the best stuff the MCU TV arm has done. I think. Taken as taken as uh, both both season two, but one and two as a thing. The Loki series has been fucking great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really good. And obviously Tom Hiddleston, he nailed being Loki a long time ago, but I think this this gave this gave him more of a chance to to kind of like actually become a likable character rather than a likable bastard, you know. Because before it was just like you knew Loki was going to betray Thor or anyone, you know, eventually. But this one, he's actually become like a a nice guy, sort of. Yeah, like yeah, I really really enjoyed it, and I'm I'm genuinely sad that. Uh, that I can't, I can't have my Friday morning cereal munch alongs with it. Well, you can always rewatch it. It's not the same though. I have to find something else. That that's all I got to say about Loki. I, I I just really really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it as well. No, I thought it was good. I thought it was uh, one of the highlights of the post End Game event uh, Marvel. I think we have an accord. Do we do that on this thing? Oh, well, we can do. Let's do it. We have an accord. Sick. We make the rules here. <laughs> we can, we can, we can drop the Barbosa meme whenever we want. I'll do it again now. We have an accord. See how mental is that? We didn't even agree on anything, and I did it. <laughs> okay. We sh- we sh- I think we should do uh, one on Echo when it comes out. Echo. Okay. Promise me that is going to be the last joke. That you do of that because I'm not, not even going to say the show's name anymore because again, softballs. Promise me that if we do that show that will not be named, which show? The, the, you know the one that's that now is the last joke. 
like that that you make because I, I, I can't I, promise it. I can't be going through I promise that if we do that show every time you say Echo I will repeat Echo oh. <laughs> anyway yes Loki it's good watch it or don't I'm not the boss of you but please listen to the Popcorn Bucket Podcast yeah listen to us come on this journey with us yeah uh, outro us you, you do outro us on this one I always forget with the pick and mix you, do you do your standard outro yeah. Sick. Okay. Well, get it done then, pal. That's it for this week. Thank you very much for your time and thank you for listening. We'd love to have your feedback. Please email podcast at thepopcornbucket.com. You can find us on Instagram at popcornbucketpod or over on Twitter at popcornbucketpd. If you're able to, it'd be great if you can rate the episode wherever you listen to your podcast and subscribe and share. Thank you so much to Lawrence Owen of Long Cat Media for the theme music. Many thanks. Take care and see you next episode. What he said. Let's go and have some key lime pie and a nice bowl of spaghetti. Yeah. Can we have the spaghetti first, though? I don't like eating savoury after sweet. No, I agree. But if you time slip, you can have it whichever way you want. Nice.